welcome back. This is the So That Got Me Thinking podcast and this week I've been thinking about how we keep ourselves stuck. So we base our decisions and life choices on the narrative we've developed about ourselves. That narrative that we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and our lives, but also what we can achieve. Do you put a limiting belief on your life and how we can only reach or see success in a certain way? Where do you hold yourself back? Because we are only limited by our imagination and by how we can perceive and see ourselves. Our limitation is our own creation. So does that mean that our success and achievements could also be our creation too? Are you even aware of where you stop yourself from where you want to go? Some of us have got so used to our limitations that we've stopped even trying. We're imprisoned by them. We fill our bodies and brains with memories, emotions, thoughts that relate to our story and prove us right. Unless we really check it and intentionally move those emotions. There are some of us that are filled with resentment, anger and guilt. And we allow years of feelings and thoughts to live within us until they feel so familiar that we don't want to change them at all. That they are stuck in our lives over and over again. And it becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy that was handed to us originally. And Rhonda Byrne, the author of The Secret, says that by allowing emotions to go through our body, we stop pursuing them and they dissolve because all negative feelings are not true. That happiness is our base emotion and everything else can come and go. Interesting. Could we all bring this philosophy into our lives, just letting our perceived limitations, thoughts and emotions just pass through us? Thoughts are not real, they're just thoughts. She also says, we are having the experience of being a person, but that not, sorry, but that is not who we really are. We are awareness. And it's like the saying, isn't it, that where awareness goes, energy flows. So where are you putting your energy this week? What are you holding on to? Is that positive or negative? Is it the self-constructed conditioning that you've been led to believe? Or does it come from you? Does it come from your own awareness of your own energy and your own perspectives? I hope you have a great week. Take care. Hello and welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. I'm your host Nat and today we've got a very special guest. We've got Alex Freeman who's a 28-year-old mother of two, passionate advocate of women's rights. Alex's first book, Women, a collaboration of thoughts and feelings was launched on International Women's Day in 2021. 100% of those proceeds from the book all go towards WISH, an advocacy project supporting women's mental health. Alex, welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to hear more about the books. I this was bizarre, bizarre because I had downloaded the book on Amazon and then we kind of contacted and I was like, I'm sure this is the same book that I just started <laughs> reading, which is very, um, yeah, very fated. So I'm really inspired by that. So tell me why writing your first book was, was really important to you and, and how did it come about? Well, to be honest, I've always been a keen lover of books since since forever, really. I mean, mm-hmm. 
um i've written for pleasure I, you know i've never i've never really done anything professionally with my books i've written you know the odd article here and there for charities and things like that but i've never had anything published before but it was definitely on the the life goal you know like yeah so so to speak that you know something i'd love to do one day and i suppose lockdown just sort of presented me with that time and i think i I desperately wanted to do something with, for charity and that's where it, it sort of it sort of led and grew from there is that I'd seen all of the uh, the devastating effects COVID had had on um, all the charities and, and small non-profits. I mean, my husband's the CEO of a small non-profit himself. So I've sort of seen firsthand, um, you know, what's happened to that industry. And, mm. you know, I felt, you know, we're not going out the weekend, we're not socialised, we're not going here. And I, I had that time and I thought I wanted to put that to use by helping a charity. And also I sort of, I've always been, you know, quite passionate about speaking about womanhood and motherhood. And the yeah. two things just sort of connected in my mind as something that I could do. Because um, I think when you're looking at doing something for charity, it's best to sort of play to your strengths. And I'm I'm not going to go out and run a marathon. So... <laughs> Not anytime soon. Not me either, no. Yeah, it just just sort of fitted naturally, really. And it just sort of organically grew from there, right? I knew that I wanted to do an anthology. Um, It fitted the sort of timeline I had for myself. You know, I'd love to write a novel one day, but to sit down and write a novel is obviously a very difficult and time-consuming thing to do. I've got two young children. um, An anthology fitted what I thought was realistic. And I also thought it, it would give me a really unique product at the end of it that could be a joint effort of you know lots of different women's stories um so that's where the idea came from really and it is amazing because every you you, every kind of few pages or every chapter has got a different perspective or something else to kind of ponder it really is it's a unique book it's really special and I loved kind of diving into it um you talk there about womanhood and motherhood, and I know that's something you talk a lot about, particularly on your social media and mm-hmm. things. What are some of the biggest difficulties you think women and mums are facing right now? Oh, that's a good question. Mm, um, putting that on you there, Alex. Sorry. And <laughs> where, do, where do you start? Yeah. And um, funny enough, seeing about social media, because obviously, like, I've got I've got into my social media more so because I had to promote the book myself. I self-published. Um, and I didn't have any money behind that and really nowadays social media is is the key to getting your message out there and growing that audience and um, connecting with people over social media and it was actually how I found a lot of my writers as well Um, so yeah so I sort of started growing my social media and interestingly I think social media is one of the most that can be one of the most damaging things for you know not just women but I think I think body image uh, and mm. mental health and the the comparison that we find on you know comparing ourselves on social media is so damaging to women and we we know like you know everyone's spoken about and knows about the filter culture and how everything's very falsified and all of that but it still doesn't make stop you feeling bad when you look at it and, no, and that's the thing, isn't it? Because you yeah. can see it and you know it, like yeah. subconsciously, you know this is fake. Yeah. But our brains internalize it totally differently. And I, mm-hmm. on, I coach like young women uh, in groups, and um, one of the things, and this is a massive thing we talk about all the time, and it's almost like we've had this COVID pandemic. But I'm really aware that we've got this like comparison social media pandemic, and it's only yeah. just a matter of time before it's chipping away at us enough before 
we're completely engrossed in it all and it's really difficult to pull yourself out of I think isn't it very very much so and it is really toxic and Mm. yeah and I've spoken to lots of young women you know people in my family and in my in my own social circle so to speak that have felt like that and felt under pressure and I I do try and advocate for (laughs) having a really being really particular about what accounts you follow and who you Mm. what material you're exposing yourself to because if you are constantly exposing yourselves to unrealistic imagery that is not going to do anything anything good for your mental health and yeah that's only you know that's only one particular pressure that I think women women are under societally and of course men are too but I just think the whole the whole social media like cap industry can be very damaging for women Um, I agree and I think it can be I think it makes me realize how I've got a responsibility to, for what I post as well. Yeah. And yeah. just just for people, like friends or whoever that is, yeah. just to make sure, you know, I've got some some idea of what that looks like. Am I posting this? Is it is it real? Yeah. You know, is, is this what my life looks like on the day-to-day or am I just posting the highlights, yes, you know? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. we're not all going to be completely 100% open, open no. and honest. And, you know, we all do have public personas, and for sure um yeah I I totally understand that but yeah I think the more more people are accountable and they're thinking about what they're putting out there and they're being more real with it um then obviously that's going to have a positive impact um because yeah I think it's quite it's quite isolating I think you know lots of things about being a woman um, is isolating we we, you know very critical society of women Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a definitely a certain image of mm-hmm. what a mother and what yeah. a woman, in inverted commas, should be. Um, yeah. And I've struggled with that. And um, I've written blogs about it before where I just think it's very difficult if you don't feel like you fit into that. Mm-hmm. And then you lose your identity anyway through kind of motherhood. Yeah. And then you think, and now I don't fit into this should perspective of what I've been given now what do I do it's really difficult yeah it's it's really really difficult I think um again like as much social media can be negative it's also for me I found lots of you know real honest accounts and great like mum friends or like insta family or whatever you yeah who you know support my ethos but I think it's important to go out and look for that connectivity because actually um, you know, I've I've been there as a woman and like when I was a mother and I went to like, uh, you know, my first baby group and everyone was sleep training and I wasn't sleep training. And I felt this real disconnect between what I could relate to the women in that group about. And mm. I just, you know, I'm, I'm sure they weren't judging, but, I, you know, you just feel that judgment and that pressure yeah. to be doing a certain certain thing. And I just think, you know, in my book, my piece is about following your mum gut and about listening to your own, what you think is right and not like adhering to whatever societal pressures are to what you think parenthood should be. Because I definitely did that with my first, I I worried so much about, was I doing it right? If I cuddled her sleep, was I going to ruin her? If I, you know, (laughs) if I gave her too many bottles overnight, would she never give them up? Which, and you know, she's fine. She's fine. She's a great, she's done all right. (laughs) But I just worried about everything. And I just don't with my son. It's just totally different. I just don't think about those things because I have just learned 
you trust I just yourself. trust myself and I've learned that you know there is no way what right way to do it. whatever you do there are going to be people that disagree with it so you might as well yeah. do what you think is best because everyone's got like a well-meaning piece of advice yes. or a hint or a tip or mm. something and it can be really sometimes it can be reassuring to think about those different things but I think like you said about the raw honesty mm. of of covering what you feel and just going with your gut that could go on to any any person mm-hmm. couldn't anyone could resonate with that motherhood or not exactly and I think it's, yeah it's it's almost like we've got to unlearn what we've been handed and then start again yeah. like rebuild from ourselves which is yeah a process I guess of rebuilding who we think we should be on our own terms definitely yeah definitely cool I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper Alex so I always ask this one question um just to give a little bit of Mm -hmm. insight has there ever been anything that's happened in your life or it could be a book you've read or some a quote you've seen that's changed your perspective and your outlook in a way you think right that's it and I I can't really I can't go back that's it yeah it's interesting because it's so it is so cliche to say but for me the real turning point was motherhood because yeah. I particularly in what I was passionate about and, and and wanting to talk more about womanhood and motherhood and things like that because pre being a mother I didn't particularly identify much with being a woman you know obviously you know I am a woman yeah. and everything but I wasn't that passionate about advocating for women's rights I I said I you know I grew up I was always friends with boys you know I I didn't get mm-hmm. on with girls and that was my thing I, I don't really get on with girls I prefer boys whatever and um yeah i i don't think i really connected with womanhood until i had a baby and i i think i first started to get angry about the inequalities because i just noticed them more you know i had this baby and i've got this you know amazing partner and we we're very equal in our relationship and he was he's a brilliant dad and everything like that but i i think i first started to feel this you know almost like i should be grateful people kept telling me constantly you know like he'd take the children out and it or I'd take the children out and oh sorry he would take the children out and um it would be like and he'd be congratulated congratulated or yeah babysitting your children things like if when I would go out without my children it would be who's babysitting them is your husband babysitting yeah and I'd be like he's not babysitting his own children yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's not babysitting them he's just looking after them and it's just that is one of my big riles yeah it it's really frustrating and I think it was the first time it was really glaringly obvious to me that society does still hold quite traditional roles for women and you know, not of course, not everybody, but it was that real like. I, it was the first time I felt angry about it, and really start first started like I say, noticing those differences and noticing those inequalities. And I think that was what made me want to connect with other women, so they didn't feel alone and share stories and empower them. You know, like f- through through writing and and different means like that. Because yeah, yeah it, it you know it did make me quite angry that that's the way society looked at it that it was just my it was just my job it was just my role yeah I can I can really resonate Mm. with that and I think I also kind of process that through writing so it's interesting Mm. how we all how we all deal with it but I yeah I noticed particularly and even like you say even within that you know equal relationship the societal version of the inequality is so it's so shocking it's really Um, yeah yeah and you just think did 
what did I sign up for this version and it's so hard to redefine it on your terms which is why the book is so powerful I think because it's so many different perspectives it's you feel like oh it's not just me this is you know I can do this on my own terms which I think is really empowering oh great I'm I'm yeah I'm glad that I really wanted the book to be a a source of course not everyone is going to resonate with every single you know piece in the book and that's the point Mm -hmm. of it but the hope by having so many subjects covered and so many different perspectives that is that whoever picks up the book there is at least a piece that they can resonate with if not several and I think that's why I really like the idea of of an anthology and I you know I felt quite polarized I think when I wrote it I felt like the world was in quite a polarized place and I just wanted to do something that would you know unite women in the sense of they could, like you say, read that and read a piece and think, oh, that's not just me who felt that way or I've not, the only one that's experienced this feeling. So I'm yeah, really it helps redefine who we are, I think. Mm. If you if you can see your story in somebody else, yeah. I think it's really affirming Absolutely. for people. Yeah, I love that. And like I say, the, the book is, is really lovely. What, as an end question then, we've talked a lot about womanhood, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing and the whole point of this podcast, which is, fabulous what do all women need to know as a final as a final line from you I think for me um like the most sort of teaching things <laughs> writing the book and everything else has has taught me is um to just care a little a little less what others think about you because I think through the writing process and putting the book out there and building you know my my social account and all of that all of that stuff and doing a podcast I mean I would have never have dreamt of doing a podcast six months ago it just wasn't something on my radar or something I I thought I you know I would do but I've challenged myself to do a lot of things outside my comfort zone and I think it has been really clarifying for me going through all of this that actually the the thing that was holding me back whether I realized it or not was judgment of others and it it was it was just um it definitely wasn't a conscious thing because I've always been reasonably confident but it was just death there was definitely this sub what if they don't like it what if it angers somebody what if they don't agree with what I say mm. what if they think I'm a boring angry feminist or because <laughs> it's vulnerable you know putting people... your creation out isn't it you're yeah. there it's there to put out for people to see and view. but there was this there was this really you know I had this real anxiety and this imposter syndrome after I released the book because it, it did well on the on the launch and I had this panic yeah. almost and I was just sitting there one night and all the panic sort of slid away because I realised I just have two options. I either stay silent and I don't put anything out into the world and I don't make any change, I don't write, I don't... And because and then I won't anger anybody, but I will have achieved nothing. Or I put myself out there and, yeah, I'm open to criticism and, of course, there'll be people that don't like you or people who don't like what you do or your book or your writing or whatever it is. But there'll also be people that... that that it impacts positively and I think that for me was that real clarifying like moment where I was like ding like okay I've got two choices I'm not gonna I'm not gonna choose the first one so there we go like we'll just go with it um and that was really that for me has been really freeing so I think if if anyone you know I could give a piece of advice to anyone it's just just care less you're never gonna please everybody and that's that's fine I feel really liberated by that because I am in the process of literally editing my book is going out in June so you saying that to me I 
when you said about you did well and you felt you know vulnerable and mm. worried about an imposter that's where I'm sat yeah. now and for you to say that it really resonated and I think you, you're so right what are we going to achieve by saying nothing and dimming our light really when it's you know it's our it's there mm. for us to show you know to shine and why are we not because we're worried about the possibility of something we know nothing about really. exactly yeah yeah and I that's that's definitely I just know so many brilliant people who have been stifled by a, a fear of what might happen and um mm. yeah like you say you're 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 worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet and it's uh I think we're you know we're all we're all vulnerable in that aspect and I think yeah to, and to be honest I think it's really important and to say you feel vulnerable as well because everyone was coming to me after the book launch saying oh that went really well you must be feeling great and I was, I was saying to them I was trying to say, I'm relieved I, do. <laughs> I feel really frightened because it's like putting a piece of yeah. yourself out in the world oh, open everyone yeah. to criticize and um yeah it is a scary place to be and I think but you know anyone who starts anything a business a, you know a book whatever that is going to be you face that and I just think it yeah just don't let that hold you back living your life on your terms coming back to the starting point I suppose which comes brings us full circle (laughs) yeah I love that where can people find it more about you and the book Alex um so I'm most active on my my Instagram really which is at mama um loves to underscore right that's probably my most active social media and then um, I've got a link in my bio to my book, but it's also available on Amazon. And yeah, 100% of the proceeds go to um, Wish, with, which are just this fantastic advocacy for mental health service in uh, London, UK. And yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's just, that that's probably the best place to find me. And I will link your Instagram when I put Amazing. this podcast up as well, so everybody can find mm-hmm. you in there and find the link to your book, which is really refreshing. And it gives you a different perspective on womanhood and motherhood. And I think it's a well worth a read. And I've loved uh, having you on. Thank you so much, Thank Alex, so for sharing your knowledge. You. Yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And I'll see you all next week. Take care.